0: Hey friends, this is Pastor Corey in COVID quarantine for this episode of the Love Your Bible Podcast. Well, hey friend, yep, that's right. I uh, tested positive for COVID, so that's been fun. So, it hasn't been bad. I've done great. Very, very few symptoms. So, very thankful for that. But, man, it is a disruption. Like, the whole family have to quarantine. So, the kids are missing. Uh, They're supposed to start school next week. They're going to have to miss the first week, which is just heartbreaking because my little girl, Evie Kate, she was starting kindergarten. So, she has to miss her first week of kindergarten, which I'm absolutely heartbroken by, um, so yeah, but hey, that's the crazy time that we live in, um, yeah, so, but hey, all is good this week on the Love Your Bible podcast, so we're in this series, we're doing a deep dive on how to study the Bible, and we talked about we talked about observing the text last week, how do you observe it, now we're going to look at how to interpret the Bible, so a little quick review last week, um, how to observe the text, so that's just what does it say, And we talked about looking at the text like flesh and bones, right? So the words, they are flesh. And then you're looking for structure. What is the structure behind it? That's the bones. And the bones reveal um, meaning and purpose and what's going on um, in the text. So now we're going to get to this idea of, okay, now that you've saw the text, right? What does it say? You've marked up, you've highlighted, you've done the work. You're looking now at this scripture, and now you're going to ask the question, hmm, what does this mean? Like, like, like. So you've been and you you've been a detective, right? You, you've you've looked at all these things. You've um, you've you've tried to figure this out. And now you're going to just ask that. Like you're going to put your hand on your chin. You're going to say, hmm. What does this mean? I mean, I'm seeing all these words. I'm seeing this text. Now, why? Why Why is this written? What's going on here? So you're going to interpret this. You want to say, what does this text mean? So in observing, you've asked questions. Now you want to um, sort of answer those and analyze the answers. Okay, you're seeking meaning from the details. That's what you really want to do when you interpret the text. So you're seeking meaning from the details. Um, So uh, Ramesh Richards, who I introduced you to last week, um, what he says about when it comes to this idea of interpreting the text, we're looking for both a theme and a thrust. And so those are the big two words I want you to get out of this, theme and thrust. And so what exactly does it mean when I say theme and thrust? Well, when you look at a text, you're trying to find the theme, okay? What is the subject or topic in this text? In other words, what is the author talking about? Like when you're studying a paragraph, you want to kind of lean back in your chair and say, hmm, w- w- what's going on here? What is the author talking about? That's the, that's the theme. You want to come up with the theme of your passage that you're studying And then you want to try to find the thrust. Okay, so the thrust is the complement or the assertion that goes with that subject or topic. So for instance, the theme is, what's the author talking about? Okay, the thrust is, what is the author saying about what they're talking about? So, so, So the theme is, what's he talking about? Okay, if you're reading Paul or Peter or um, David, trying to think, okay, what is he talking about? And then the thrust is, what is he saying about what's he talking about? All right, that's what you want to do when you're interpreting the scriptures. You want this text to come alive in your life. You want to see what God is saying um, in this text. You're looking for theme and thrust. Now, when we think about the body metaphor, let's go back that to just for a moment. When we talk about observation, we dealt with the flesh. Right? That's the words. So you're looking at a human body. Human body has skin. The skin is the words. Okay. But a human body also has bones. Right? And the bones are the structure. What else does a human body have? What has a heart? Right? So within skin and bones, there is a heart. And that's what you're doing when you're interpreting the text. You're trying to find the heart. What's the theme and the thrust? What's being said here? And what are they saying about what's being said? Like, that's what you want to hear. What did this audience hear? What did they read? What did it mean to them? What were they supposed to take away? from this text so there's a few things that you're gonna have to do in order to interpret the text okay so you're gonna you're gonna have to think about this text right you just um worked through it you've highlighted it you've underlined it you've made circles squares you've you've pulled out all those little bones the big bones little bones And now you're going to ask, okay, what does all this mean? Now, one of the important things is to think about two different uh, contexts, okay? The first one is the historical context, and the second one is the literary context, okay? What do those two mean? So the historical context is this. What circumstances or situations prompted the author to write this text, all right? Now, Now, you might know these, like just because the author actually included those, um, the author has given you information that would tell you this, but maybe you don't know. And this is where a good study Bible helps. Um, So if you're studying through Philippians or Romans or Ephesians, that you could actually read up and learn about, oh, this is the historical context. This is what's going on. This is what's happening. So there are circumstances. So the reason Paul wrote this or the reason James wrote this is because some things were going on. So the historical context will help you interpret the text. It'll help you understand some of the things um, that are said, okay? So what about the literary context? Well, what that means is you need to know what has came before and what's coming after this particular text. So if you're studying through, let's say, James or Romans or Acts, well, what has happened before the text you're studying and what's going to happen after? Because knowing what's came before and what's coming after will help you understand the text at hand. So it helps to read the whole book that you're studying to get an idea of the overall message so that you can kind of see the flow of thought of this author. Um, So if you're in like a passage that's a little bit dense, uh, go a few verses before and a few verses after to help you gain some perspective. One of the things that John Stott says to do um, is to try to understand what the author wishes to affirm or condemn promise, or command. So that's a good way to think through, okay, what does this author want to affirm? Uh, What's the author commanding? What's the author promising? Um, What's the author condemning? Those are good ways to try to get at the theme and the thrust of the text. So you want to try to get not just the words, but underneath the words. What's actually um, going on? I love Piper will talk about there is a reality behind the words of the text. You have words, but there's actually a reality behind those. There is a meaning. The Spirit wants to communicate something. So you're looking at the skin, you're finding the bones, and you want to get to the heart. What's the author saying, and what are they saying about what are they saying about what they're saying? So that's what you want to do. That's your task when it comes to interpreting the Scripture. You just want to say, what does this mean? Why did they write this? What's going on, and what are they saying about the thing that's going on so um, this is where uh, commentaries come in handy so if you're really kind of you can't really figure out a text you don't really know go to your study bible go to your commentary let them help you to interpret um, but interpret takes a lot of thinking and a lot of prayer sometimes it's just like i just don't know why this sentence is here or this paragraph is here well pray think ask the lord to reveal it um, in your heart and your mind so that you can get both the theme and the thrust of the text so for instance Um, I just thought we could work through a little text together um, to try to kind of understand what exactly this is. So we'll go to Ephesians chapter 1, and then we'll do verses 3, maybe down to verse 6 if we can get there. So here's what Paul writes, okay? Now I know a little the. Um, historical context, like Paul's writing to a church in Ephesus. Um, So here's how he's greeting them, all right? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So if I'm going to do some work in that sentence, all right, I'm going to circle that word blessed, all right, so this is um, blessed be, all right? So so God is going to be blessed here. We need to bless God for some reason. we don't know yet, but I'm just going to circle that. So blessed be the God and Father. So I'm going to uh, put two boxes, one around God, one around the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So of there's one of those little bones that's connecting who is God the Father, who is the God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm going to kind of underline the Lord Jesus Christ, and then there's a who, so I'm going to put a box around who, and I'm going to connect that to the Father, because the Father who, and then it says has blessed, so we bless God the Father, right, blessed be God the Father, he deserves to be blessed, he deserves our blessing, he deserves our worship, why, because he has blessed us, how's he blessed us, in Christ, so he's blessed us in Christ, with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So, and I've already noticed there's like blessing all over that that sentence, right? So I'm going to take my highlighter, yellow, I'm going to do blessed, um, and I'm going to do how he's blessed us, and then spiritual blessing. So I'm seeing that pattern of bless. I think that's going to be important in this passage. So verse 4 says, even as. Now, even as, what is that? That's a big bone phrase, right? So I'm going to put two underlines under that, even as. Okay, he, well, who's he? Okay, we're gonna connect that to the father. So put a box, Father, even as he chose, that's an action. We're gonna circle that us in him. So I'm gonna kind of underline that just to highlight that. And then it says before, so that's gonna be a little bone. We'll put two underlines under that just so we know it's a bone. Before the foundation of the world. Okay, so what what is that saying that that God the Father okay he deserves to be blessed because he's blessed us well what's he how's he blessed us he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world and then there's a that okay that's a that's a big bone let's put 200 lines under that that we should be holy and blameless before him so why did he choose us before the foundation of the world well here's that big bone that. That's a purpose statement that we should be holy and blameless before him. So we're going to worship God. We're going to bless God because well, he's blessed us. How's he blessed us? He's chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him. So it's before him. That's a, you can underline that little bone before who, before him, that our purpose of being holy and blameless is for God. It's to God. And then it says In love. He predestined us for, all right, so that's a that's one of those little bone words, for, that's purpose, for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. So, so much going on there, but I'm just going to quickly, so I'm going to circle love because it's that's how he's doing it, that's his manner, it's in love, he predestined. So I'm going to circle that, he predestined, this is an action, he predestined. Us what? For. Okay, that's purpose. For what purpose? Why did God predestine us? was for adoption. What kind of adoption? We have a little bone there, that word to. I'm going to put two underlines around there. Adoption to himself and then as sons. So as, we'll put two little lines under there. Let's check this out. In love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons. Like, those are some great little bones there that, that, that God predestined us for adoption, what, to himself as sons. It wasn't just any adoption. it's adoption to him and adoption as sons. And then we have another purpose statement, another big bone, according to the purpose of his will. To, that's another purpose, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. That word blessed comes up again. So I'm going to put another highlight on that. So we have these four blessed words here. Um, and we see that man God's adopted us. It was for his glory it was his will not mine not because i'm good because he is so good therefore i want to bless him so i'm just going to put my hand on my chin and say hmm okay what what does this mean what's the theme and what's the what's the thrust well i think the the theme is pretty obvious that that we should bless god because he's blessed us that is a huge statement well okay if that's the theme that's what Paul is telling us, that we should be about blessing and worshiping God because he's blessed us in Christ, well, what does he say about that? What does he say about this blessing? Well, how has he blessed us? He's blessed us by choosing us, by adopting us, by making us holy and blameless, by making us sons, by choosing and predestining us. He's done those things to the praise of his glorious grace. Because he's blessed us in the beloved, So we bless God. We praise his grace because of what he's done for us. So we interpret that passage and we've been blessed by God in Christ. Therefore, we should bless God. We should worship God. Hannah, we're out of time. Hey, I hope it's been fun on interpreting the Bible. Again, the main thing you want to get to is the theme. What's the author saying? And the thrust. What is he saying? about what he said that's what you want to do when you interpret the text you're trying to find meaning what does it mean observe find the details interpret find meaning from those details hey go have fun observing and interpreting the text look for skin find the bones get to the heart hey i'll see you next thursday on the love your bible podcast